0: Alright, welcome to week 84 of the Two Guys into Friday's podcast. My name is Steven, that over there is Travis. We are both in Virginia, finally. It has happened, and uh, I'm here you for You made a while. it home, Steve. I made it home. Did
1: the, the hotel let you go after they found, even though they found that, that luggage card in your room?
0: Uh, yeah, they did let me go. Um, yeah, I'm back. I don't even care about it anymore. Let's be done. Moving um, on. Uh, We're a TGIF podcast, we talk about all the shows that aired on TGIF exactly 30 years after they aired, and uh, this is a special week because we've got a brand new show to talk about.
1: Yeah, we do, show I'm really excited about.
0: Uh, Before we get into that, uh, thanks Joe for the theme song this week. Yeah, that was great, thanks Joe. Follow us on all social media at TGIFcast, and uh, shoot us an email with uh, your version of the theme song or anything else you want to shoot at us, TGIFcast at gmail.com.
1: Yes, so... I wanna before we got into the shows okay. or any any of the the news breaking or anything you know, like the that. news of thirty, okay. years, we got to bring up the big TGIF news from this week, like the big, I guess maybe tangentially, but definitely TGIF news from this week, of Urkel debuting, Jaleel White debuting his new line of marijuana products and marijuana. So you saw it, you saw this like all over the. So is, is the it news, purple right?
0: Urkel? Is that the name of it?
1: It is, which blows my mind. How do you think he's getting away with that? How do you think that? What he's do you mean? Using the mean? Ur-
0: Using the oh. Urkel name,
1: Oh, like, I see, what you not even I, mean, like, I don't like even care. He probably doesn't own it. Yeah, like I don't even care that it's for pot. Like I'm not making a big deal about him using it for pot, but just for any merchandising. Like, how do you think he gets away with that? Like, I think that that, that I'm pretty surprised that he's able to do that.
0: Yeah, I don't know, but um, he's back in like the Urkel outfit and everything too, right? Yeah, Are they sh- doing there's that... doing promotions.
1: Yeah, the picture that's going around the internet of him in the Urkel outfit with With Snoop Dogg, uh, with Snoop, and like that's the logo for the brand is kind of a a characterized. Yeah, it's a good question. Did you look that up
0: at all, like to see who owns the trademark or anything? I figured
1: it was probably not even. uh, No, who who owns it? No, I didn't. But I can't imagine he owns it, right? Like maybe he does. Who knows? you, You think Jaleel White owns the rights to Urkel?
0: Maybe Snoop Dogg bought it.
1: Big Show doesn't even own his name. The WWE wrestlers don't even own their own names. You're thinking <laughs> Jaleel White owns owns the rights to Urkel?
0: It's funny because like two weeks before this announcement, I heard that um, Urkel was a slang term for cocaine. Huh? Because like that. because Jaleel White and then white cocaine uh, yeah. and then like yeah. people call cocaine urkel in some places. Well, here's
1: uh, here's my takeaway. Regardless of like my baff my baffled mind on how legally he's able to do this, which mm-hmm. whatever man, good for him. Is he's embracing the urkel? He's bringing it back. Yeah, I'm optimistic that this will be a way to get in. He's got something else to promote. He's you, been doing got so much Urkel stuff lately. It's I know, like, Jaleel. You've got a platform. Bring it. We, you can
0: take all the time you want.
1: You we'll could talk, talk forty for minutes hour.
0: about your weed for all I care.
1: Yeah, we don't. It doesn't matter to us. Like we're we're here for you. We're here for you.
0: So I'm gonna cut that out and then email him that clip and see.
1: Do that. If that's enough. He to won't get him resp- on. <laughs> The all, yeah. Do that. Do that. Because we haven't had any luck otherwise. But I, I, it's cool to see him back. I mean, not that he hasn't been doing a lot of stuff lately. I mean, he's been really busy lately, but it's cool to see him get kind of that viral push and, and kind of bringing back the Urkel and doing that thing. It's, it's a fun thing to see.
0: One day, it'll happen.
1: It will. It will.
0: All right, so let's look back uh, 30 years ago, what was going on in the news first, uh, April 22nd, 1991. Uh, this was the day that Johnny Carson actually announced that he was retiring from The Tonight Show.
1: So he announced it on this Announced
0: time. it. How long do you think it took for him to actually leave? Three months. Over a year later, May of 1992 is when Jay Leno took over, and I mean
1: that doesn't that doesn't surprise
0: me. Do you think it was more of like trying to find the right replacement, or just him like being ready to actually go, or what do you think it was?
1: I bet you he had a contract. I bet you yeah. he just had to, he had to finish out his contract and. Yeah.
0: And And they were probably like, let's announce it now. So then people are definitely going to watch like this last like bit of your whole thing. I don't know. This last year, we'll make it a big like whole year. It probably boosts the ratings, that kind of thing. I I mean, I remember when Leno left for Jimmy Fallon and it was kind of like a big deal. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I bet you there was also, there's also kind of a respect thing where other, in in that specific kind of line of the business, comedians, hosts, where like other hosts don't really want to talk about replacing somebody until that person has said, I'm done and I'm I'm stepping out. You know, you know what I mean. Does that make yep. sense? Yep,
0: makes yeah. complete sense. Uh, yeah. What about movies and music? What was number one this week?
1: Yeah, so same same movie from last week, Out for Justice, Steven Seagal movie. I watched it. It didn't change my opinion on Steven right. Seagal whatsoever. Good to hear. Um, it was awful. So luckily, this is the last week for Out for Justice. Um, so new song, You're in Love by Wilson Phillips. I wouldn't listen to it. Hmm. I'm not gonna sing it. You would definitely recognize it, and it made me just really remember, like. Wilson Phillips was crushing it in the nineties. Like it's I, like a know, power
0: ballad type thing. Pa- yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Power ballad, you know, you know, the kind of that like saw like, like, you know, easy listening kind yeah. of almost, but I don't care, man. It's good. I, I can listen. I can sit down and listen to some Wilson Phillips right now. If I you know, it would make me feel good. You should do that. I probably will. Um, and that's it. No birthdays. I got to update the birthday list. We've got a bunch of new shows. I haven't really updated it since we first started, but, uh, yeah, cause it might be like
0: whoever from, yeah. Whatever.
1: Yeah, we'll so die. I, I got to update that, but nobody's on there this week as of right now, so no birthdays.
0: Let's get into it. This is Full House, Season 4, Episode 5, your 8 p.m. show this week. And uh, the name of this episode is The Graduates. Uh, it does start off with a cute Michelle clip. Um, Joey's playing the harmonica. Michelle comes in. She's looking for her piggy stuffed animal. And Joey okay. says uh, whenever he is sad um, or he loses one of his stuffed animals, he plays the blues
1: he does and he starts just they just start freestyling a blues song
0: yeah i mean he gets into like just starts playing the harmonica and he's like michelle you kind of tell the story like while i'm playing and like she's great i mean she's like I singing all these lines of the song I like talking it. about her stuffed animal which eventually reminds her that she left it in the kitchen and then uh joey finishes up the song and that's your cute michelle clip for the week
1: this might be one of my favorites it's a good one uh, it just yeah and, and honestly the cuteness factor was like I mean, she was good at singing, but it wasn't like the cutest thing. But just them together kind of doing this was, was she adorable. seems like
0: she's grown up like a year oh, from yeah. the last every, like episode.
1: She's, she's like every kid that age. Like every week she looks different and is doing, is just growing. Like you can't stop it.
0: Yeah. So, uh, we get our theme song. We come back. Uh, all the adults are in the kitchen. Becky is trying to make waffles for the guys, but, uh, It sticks all over the place. The waffle maker. I don't know. Were waffle makers a big like new thing back then or something? It seems like they were like really showing this waffle makers being a big deal.
1: I just did not understand because waffle makers are probably the most low level of involvement kitchen appliance you can have, which is why they have them at hotels because it's so hard to mess up. Yeah. Um, But Becky couldn't do it. Maybe it
0: it didn't have a timer. Maybe she just like, I mean, she obviously opened it up too soon. I don't know.
1: She didn't have the spray. I don't think she had the spray. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's what it was. Um, so yeah, all the guys decide to just like eat cereal or something, and then uh, Joey asks Danny about his blind date that he had the night before. Um, we also find out here that Danny's thirty three years old, which surprised me. I think I
1: think that 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 has actually come up before. I think his age has been discussed, but
0: yeah, I mean he's it, that's within like a year of how old he actually is. Bob Saget, and uh, I don't know. I just thought he was a lot older for some reason, but. Uh,
1: People back then looked older than they. Everybody looks older than they were back in back in that day. Uh,
0: there's a bunch of jokes here about how old he is, and him worrying about how old he is, like gray hair stuff like that. And then Michelle comes down. Um, Danny asks her to guess how old he is, or to tell him how old he is, and she guesses 92 years old, which doesn't help the uh, whole situation at all.
1: Well, I think you missed the key part here, which is that the reason that this age thing came up was because on his blind date, his his uh, date said that he looked like he was his age, which he took as a, as an insult because
0: he, he, he was wanted hoping, her to say she was, he was like 28 he, or yep, something, 27, right. 28.
1: And, and so. the other guys, Joey and, and Jesse are like, well, you know, she was probably even, it's, it's probably even worse. Cause she's probably spotting you a couple of years. Cause she thought you looked older and was trying to dial it down to make you feel better about it.
0: <laughs> so they're giving, they're giving him a hard time.
1: They are giving him
0: a hard time. Uh, Michelle also does her graduation song right here, which is just the wheels on the bus, which doesn't seem like that great of a graduation song but uh,
1: pretty much the only song my child can sing right now.
0: uh can you do it now? can he do it? yeah yeah he's pretty good at it. It's good
1: yeah, um, I like
0: everyone's I keep- tired of the song though like apparently she's just been doing it every single day practicing for this graduation all the guys are tired of it and then it turns out that uh, Jesse has to carpool all the kids to school and they're just gonna sing wheels on the bus the whole way.
1: yeah he's super over it
0: um stephanie and dj come down dj is nervous because she's got to give a speech for her graduation stephanie's upset because she's not even getting graduation and uh joey tells dj if she's nervous just imagine that everyone's in their underwear i mean that joke that we've heard a billion times forever and uh danny is just continuing to think about getting old and that he actually is getting old
1: well, DJ also tells him that he's old, but her exp- explanation is, "You're my dad. Of course, you're old. You're, you'll always be old to me." Um, do you? Did you have these kind of graduations when you were a kid? Not like, did you? Did you, did you have an elementary school graduation or a middle school graduation? <sighs> I didn't. And Mid- I asked middle my wife. School,
0: she, definitely not elementary. I don't. No, I don't think so.
1: Yeah, I didn't either. And my I asked my wife. She said she didn't have that. Which, and you know, she's obviously the same age as we are.
0: Um, I feel like preschool they do. You think so? I, don't I think that's a common I, I thing for yeah. preschool, but I don't think elementary well, or middle school.
1: But is Michelle in kindergarten, or she's still in pre. She's still in preschool. Yeah,
0: she's in preschool. Okay. Or at least like private kindergarten that's not at that school. I, I
1: think what I'm getting at is DJ's graduation doesn't make. Which is, I don't feel like was something that happened back then, and Stephanie's expectation of, or I guess, not having one is more realistic.
0: Yeah. So we go to a scene now uh, with. Danny and Becky, they're on Wake Up San Francisco and they've got like this exercise instructor on the show. I didn't write down his name, did you? No. Um, but uh there's more talk of like Danny being old, the instructor's like calling him old like he is, who the instructor is actually old. He's probably like 20 years older than Danny. But uh he's comparing himself to Danny and then uh we get this college intern who comes in, right? Correct. Oh, this is where I got that 27 28 year old thing. He he asked her how old I, where did, I I can't remember how it you, just
1: happened. you're right. You're yeah. right, right. So so um, she basically what happens is she comes in. And she says that she was surprised that the exercise guy kept calling Danny old because he only looks like he's, or not looks like. She said you must be only like 27 or 28, um, which made him feel really good.
0: Yeah, and he actually like kind of asked to like hang out with her later that night, which I thought was kind of weird, right?
1: Well, he straight up asked her on a date, and I like. Well, he's like, hey, you want to hang out or something later? This wouldn't fly. <laughs> Nowadays, this would like, yeah, like the like,
0: main host of a TV show asking out a college intern on a show. Intern,
1: yeah. This is, this is like why, uh, <laughs> there are people that are not on TV anymore. You know, this is why we don't see Matt Lauer on television right now.
0: Yeah. So. so she's like, oh, you know what? I've actually got some tickets to go see Slaughter tonight in concert. You want to go with me to that? And he's like, yeah, let's go see Slaughter. Sounds great. So from there we go to Michelle's class. Um, the class is all singing Wheels of the Bus um jesse comes in or something right and then the teacher invites him over to the uh, car i guess it's probably like almost pickup time or something like that yeah
1: yeah yeah exactly
0: and she's like hey why don't you come over here and sing with us and uh jesse gets in an awesome argument with aaron who's my favorite (laughs) uh child on the show
1: aaron's so good that actor (laughs) he's so he is he, he nails it every time I actually looked up. I was getting really nervous. I'm like, man, this kid, eventually this kid isn't on the show anymore. And I looked up and I was like, okay, we've got, we've got a number of episodes left with him still around. So
0: he never Nothing did a fuller, a fuller house though. Did he?
1: I don't think he did. Yeah. I don't think he was ever on an episode.
0: I don't think he was either, but, I'm uh, look it up
1: while you're, while you're talking. Yeah.
0: So, um, eventually what happens here though, is uncle Jesse gets sucked into helping the teacher and the class come up with like a new song for graduation and like, help organize this whole like performance for graduation. And now he's kind of involved and has to take care of this whole thing. So never was on fuller house. Never. Yeah. Miko something, right? Miko Hughes, Miko Hughes. Um, so from here we go back to the house. Uh, Kirsten is still
1: acting though for what it's worth.
0: Yeah. I've, I've messaged him before.
1: He was on an episode of scrubs. Uh, that was a while ago, obviously, but
0: yeah, uh, Kirsten shows up to the house, the uh, college intern. She's there to pick up Danny, um, Danny's got like a ridiculous outfit on. He's got like a leather jacket and some Zumbas on with the tag Zumbas, still on. Yeah. Uh, she calls him out on the tag still being on. He's like, oh, I just want to let everyone know how good of a deal I got or something like that. <laughs> and uh, Kirsten, uh, what happens here? Does she like go to the bathroom? She, she,
1: well, the thing that I think that's kind of key here, she tells him. Oh, that the tickets, the, right? The tickets. Yeah. The tickets she thought she had fell through. So now they're going to have to sneak in. She's got a friend who's a. a i security guard and he's going to help them sneak in.
0: Yeah, of course Danny doesn't like this idea, but he kind of like goes along with it and then she goes away to like fix her hair and then the family gets home. Everyone got home from dinner. Kirsten right. comes out. Um, the girls all see her and this is a whole, a uh, pretty funny exchange. I think the first uh, person to comment is Michelle and she asks Kirsten if she's there to play with DJ, which is really funny. <laughs> is and funny. then, uh, Danny's like, no, she's here to play with me. And, uh, then uh, Kimmy th- comes into and asks, um, "Where, uh, where are you taking her to hang out? Chuck E. Cheese?" <laughs> Which was another good one. But That'd be uh, cool with that. Yeah, Kirsten um, tells them that they're sneaking into the Slaughter concert, and then uh, the guys kind of, you know, give Danny the look and everything, and then off they go. I, he sends all the kids upstairs to like do their homework and stuff. And then they yeah, go. yeah,
1: they they disperse. But this is just three minutes, and then they fun of Danny with this whole situation.
0: Uh, Pick up for me, because my notes kind of disappeared for this next picture. Yeah, so
1: then we go to Michelle's graduation. Uh, All the kids come in. They've got these really cute like graduation outfits made out of paper. Um, And then they get up on the stage and instead of doing wheels on the bus, they do twist and shout. And they've got drums and guitars and Michelle's out front singing as loud as she can she obviously gets the main lead
0: yeah he calls Um, them uh jesse's little rippers yeah that's right she does but yeah michelle's Um, pretty much like running the whole thing like she's doing all the main singing and the rest of the kids just are like copying her but the star of the performance once again is aaron on the drums
1: (laughs) i don't know man michelle michelle pretty much had this one (laughs) under uh under
0: aaron is like got the best facial expressions like while he's playing these drums like i don't know it got me good um but yeah good performance kids are done everyone claps all the family's there watching and then we go back to the house um and then uh i think who was up there like they put on a little like graduation for stephanie to make it so she doesn't feel like yeah way. i mean it was the whole family um they give her like uh, a special hat which is just some hat and a bowling trophy and then uh <laughs> becky gives her her very first pair of high heel shoes which is a big deal to stephanie
1: they weren't even that high but i no, I, I guess not. i don't know
0: they're, I didn't think They're so. They're starters. They're like one inch high heels or something. Training,
1: training, training heels.
0: Uh, so after this, we go to DJ's room. Uh, Kirsten and DJ are dancing in the room. Um,
1: we can only assume to slaughter, or they might have actually said it was slaughter, but I don't remember.
0: Yeah, we find out that Kirsten actually just came over to, uh, bring like a cassette tape for DJ to listen to because Danny comes in trying to get her to turn down the music, then realizes that Kirsten's there, and then, uh, he actually tells Kirsten here that he thinks that he is probably a little too old for her and it might just be better that they stay friends.
1: Yep. And then she gives him a big kiss to make him
0: feel real regret, regret his decision. (laughs) Yep. Uh, then she leaves, she says bye. Um, then we go to a scene where Danny is, uh, I guess he was in the kitchen, right?
1: Yep. He was in the kitchen singing young girl by Gary Puckett and the union gap.
0: Um, then DJ comes down and asks, uh, if he's going through a crisis um, DJ's in her cap and gown and she wants to, uh, read this speech that she's got ready to go for, uh, Danny. Um, she reads it. Danny's like, uh, you know what? You gotta, you can't live for the future. You gotta live your best moments right now instead of, uh, thinking about the future. Cause that's kind of what he learned through this whole episode.
1: Right. And one thing to, to note here that I think is just a fun little, you know, Easter egg is that the high school that she talks of that is in her speech that she's graduating from, I guess junior high school is Uh um, Van Atten junior high, which is named after the producer of the show. One of the producers, um, Dan Van Atta, Van Atta, not Van Atten, Van Atta. And I thought this was funny because I had just seen a clickbait article on Facebook about how, it was like, I think like people that are in the show, the cartoon Invincible that you don't know. And I, I've never seen the show Invincible. I think it's some new cartoon or yeah, newer cartoon. <laughs> um, well, Reginald Vell Johnson plays the principal of the school in the show. Oh. And the school is named, it's either fully Reginald Vell Johnson or Vell Johnson High School or Middle School in the show. Another, so it's kind of the same Another thing.
0: reason to come on our show, Carl, promote that thing.
1: Yeah, promote Invincible
0: um yeah so then uh stephanie comes in michelle comes in um because she smells chocolate cake of course they throw in the cake thing again and
1: uh it's got to be in the contract man There there had <laughs> or at least some inside joke where they're gonna get michelle some kind of candy cake cookie every episode this season
0: uh danny asked the girls if uh, life could be any better than this and then michelle says well it would be better if we had chocolate cake and then that's the end of the episode that's it all right, so from here, we go... Well, real quick, what, I just yeah. want to say,
1: we, only one episode left. Only one episode of... Is that of uh, all the shows, or...? Well, of all the shows, but uh,
0: total for
1: Full House. Like there's, there's Oh, like we're
0: one more. done with Full House. Yeah, one more episode wow. of TGIF Full House, and that's it. We'll probably watch some more, though, I would imagine. Like, uh, during breaks, summer stuff, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, if we've got time, if we got time. Maybe we'll like pick, like cherry pick cherry-pick
0: some episodes that are... That are more uh, memorable. Yeah. So uh, from here, we go to uh, our new premiere, right? 830. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Season one, episode one, the mighty Megalosaurs. And like we've said before, Travis has watched this in the last few years. I have not watched it since it came on. Um, I don't know how I felt about the first episode, but we'll talk about it, right? We will. I want to give
1: like high level real quick of like who some of the characters, who like some of the actors in the, in okay. the show. Yeah, and, yeah. Like So- I assume everybody at least has a concept of what it is, but theres it's all puppets. It's all giant dinosaur puppets that look like dinosaurs, but not real dinosaurs. Um, so you got the family. You've got Earl as the dad, who I just kept typing Carl every time I tried to type his name. So I'm going to get Earl and Carl mixed up constantly, get used to that. Uh, that His voice was played by Stuart Pinkin. Something that's important here. So every character essentially has three actors more or less they've got the voice actor somebody who's in the body and then somebody who was controlling the face uh at the side of. so are uh... these
0: called puppets still though since it's like they are
1: they're still puppets did i say they're jim henson jim henson did all the work uh-huh. design work on this too so these are all jim henson puppets the first episode starts with a tribute to jim henson because he died a year before the show started oh, uh so you
0: well, got i didn't the... know that
1: you got the dad earl stewart uh Pankin. you've got the mom who was fran she is Jessica Walters, who just passed away. Most probably most people would know her as, as the mom on Arrested Development.
0: So, when we're saying um, all these actors, these are the voice actors. These something? are the voice actors. Okay. Yeah.
1: The, I don't want to take anything away from the puppet actors. They're just honestly not names that people would recognize, most, but most of them are, are people who have a long history with Muppets and, and the Jim Henson workshop. Okay. Um, so, you know, if you're interested, look it up. It's just they're not going to be familiar to anybody. Um, the voice of Robbie is Jason Willinger. He's kind of a voice actor. Nothing really stuck out for me there. Uh, Charlene is Sally Struthers, who no. hopefully, you know, was a big kind of name in the in the 90s. She did a lot of, like, she was on a lot of commercials. I don't know how she got her actual stuff. The first thing I think of
0: when I think Sally Struthers is Eric Cartman from South Park just, like, <laughs> making fun of her.
1: Right, because of the commercial she was on. Um, and then the baby is Kevin Clash, who I don't know if you remember Kevin Clash, but he was... The actor puppeteer who did Elmo, that got in a lot, a lot, a lot of trouble. Uh, um, so we probably will
0: back. not be having him on the show.
1: There's no way we're having Kevin Clash. I don't even know if he's out of jail or what his, what his current status is. Um, but he, he got in a lot of trouble a while back. All right. Uh, so there's him. And then, you know, there's other actors. We'll, we'll get to the other actors as we get to their characters throughout the story.
0: Okay.
1: But, uh, but that's it.
0: Okay. So uh, the episode starts off. We start with a theme. We come back, and we've got Earl, who, like Travis said, is the dad of the family. He's watching TV. There's a, a quick news story about a meteor possibly hitting the Earth and ending the world, which is pretty funny. And then, uh, it, yeah,
1: it is funny, and, and we it will come back. Uh, it will come back later.
0: The uh, newscaster says, "Oh, that's a, that was a mistake." And then uh, he changes the channel. He goes to watch wrestling, which back then was just two dinosaurs fighting and wrestling, right?
1: That's, I mean, it's all it is today is two dudes or women fighting and wrestling.
0: And then, uh, the baby who is the character's name, just the baby throughout the whole show.
1: It is character's okay. name is just the baby. And there's the actually baby. an episode where they, that's like the theme of the episode. Okay.
0: So we go to the baby, uh, baby turns off the TV and Earl says that he's going to tell baby a story, right? He is. Okay. So the story is about actually before baby was born um we go to Fran who is the wife of Earl uh the mom of the family um and then we got to talk about these creatures too right sure like they're they're what do you want to talk about well I don't know like um do we need to know who the actor is of this one or is that not important really like is this a recurring creature because he I know he has a role later on the episode too
1: well, so the creatures are just kind of like there throughout the the show. I, I, their the actor's name. I mean, it's on IMDb. I can look it up real quick. Like he calls the
0: creature something later too. Like I don't know if that was the name of the creature or like the name of the type of. Oh creature. yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know if this creature. I don't know if this creature sticks around for um, like if it comes back. So Rizik is the name of the. So is that the that creature.
0: creature's name or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's that creature's name. Why did Arthur Rizik. Why did Earl name this creature?
1: He didn't the creature had that was the creature's name.
0: He just they just have conversations like, hey, my name is Rizik. Yeah. OK.
1: Yeah. Well, you, he's in this character Rizik. Uh, oh, All right. No, that's that. That's not the right. That's not what I'm looking for. Yeah. But yeah. They, what? What? OK. In a show where we got talking dinosaurs, why does the fact that this creature has a name surprise you?
0: No, I'm fine with that. But if, like, he's not, like, I don't know. He's just, like, food for them. That's all they really care about is just eating these things. And But like, he's also a
1: living creature that they captured and or like, maybe bought or whatever, and now now they're going to eat. He's, he's in a few episodes as Rizik, but he, it looks like that actor also plays so the grandma. So these
0: creatures talk. They have conversations with the dinosaurs. This is also, like, the dinosaur's food. They keep them in the fridge. They keep them in the freezer. Mm-hmm. And then... Yep. Uh, they yeah. i don't know they just uh they're they what are they how would you describe them i mean they look like a muppet like this is what you would think a muppet yeah. looks like they're
1: like they're like like rats that are kind yeah. of little little people i'm trying to think it, like i can a see it in my head
0: walking rodent type thing it walks on two yeah. feet yeah yeah so exactly. um it's a creature the uh creatures watching the tv i think and then um there's a commercial about pots and pans with creature screens to keep the creatures from like running out of the pot before. Yeah, well, because Fran them. is trying
1: to make dinner and she's having trouble with the creature staying in the pot, and so that's what this commercial is about: is this creature keeper that keeps the creature in the pot so you don't have to work, don't have to fight with it as much.
0: Uh, then the show introduces Charlene, who is the daughter of the family um earl's still complaining about dinner and it not being ready and stuff like that and then uh fran tells carl that he wants these pots and earl's like i said carl already didn't i
1: yeah it's gonna happen (laughs) it's gonna happen constantly
0: and uh earl's like i'm the one that makes the money i i get to choose what i buy i don't want to buy your pots i'm gonna buy a 90 inch tv and uh he's kind of like i mean what would you would you compare him to like any other like tv dads or anything
1: well, I think that the intent is he is the TV dad. Yeah. He is the, like, and my understanding is... Like the Al
0: Bundy kind of, like, combo I think combo it's supposed with... to be,
1: yeah. Like an Al Bundy slash Roseanne, but not, you know, not yeah. as raunchy and a little more focused on the dad than than the mom being kind of the power of the show. But, uh, yeah, they, they, he is supposed to be the stereotypical TV, TV dad. dad.
0: So uh, they also introduce Robbie here, who is the son of the family. He comes in, uh, hands his dad his report card, and we find out he's having a little trouble in school. Um, funny joke here, where uh, Robbie says, "Well, the problem is I can't figure out these years because why am I counting down? Why is it, wh- what am I counting to?" Which obviously they don't understand that, and like they didn't. I mean, obviously well, right. dinosaurs don't have anything have didn't know about years back then, anyways, right? Or right? Ever. He's talking about
1: BC. He's like, "Why is this year five thousand BC and next year is four thousand nine hundred ninety nine BC?" Doesn't like, what, what am sense. I counting
0: down to? Um, but, uh, yeah, they talk about like possibly hiring a tutor for Robbie and Earl's still like, no, I'm not spending the money on that. I want my 90 inch TV. (laughs) And Fran says, uh, well, Fran is trying to figure out what to do with this money. So they do a quick cut scene back to present time where baby is asking when he comes in the story and the Earl's like, it's coming, it's coming. So we go back to the story uh earl is now at work he is a tree pusher so he's just knocking down trees to make room for buildings i guess right i don't know i don't know if we ever find out like what why they're, they're knocking actually. down trees
1: yeah but that's that's his job is he's a dinosaur that knocks down trees just
0: clearing out land um yep so there's a conversation with earl and one of his co-workers here i don't know if we have a character name for that yet do we
1: yeah, well, I, isn't this where he talks to Roy for the first time? Is this yeah, Roy, Roy. This is Roy? Yeah. Okay. Roy, and Roy is Roy is his best friend. Roy, we'll see Roy a lot. Roy is um, played by Sam McMurray, who I don't know how to describe him to you, like what you would recognize him from, except that you would recognize him from a lot of things. He's he's one of those faces that you, you know.
0: Okay. Uh, they're talking about money, and uh, Roy tells Earl that he should go uh, ask the boss for a raise, but Earl does not want to do this. He's, he seems like he's afraid of this boss.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and we'll find out why.
0: Um, eventually though, Roy, Roy's conversation does give Earl some confidence and he goes into this like trailer office that they have out in the fields. And, uh, this is where we meet, uh, Earl's boss, Mr. Richfield.
1: Right. And so BP Richfield is Sherman Hemsley, um, uh, who I think most people know. Uh, and, uh, it's Wait, a who good is point. That? To, I know the name, but I can't think of who that well, is. Well, we've, we talked about him recently because he was, uh, I believe he was the dad in that show that the woman from baby talk was on. I know that was a roundabout way to get to where I was going, dad. but
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um, remember that? Remember the, the, where we thought he, we thought she was the wife, but he was, she was, 80, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep.
0: Um,
1: but he, he's an actor uh, from the nineties comedian, eighties, nineties, super, super, super well-known, well-respected all in the family. He was George Jefferson, all in the family. Um, he's pretty, pretty well-known. But I, I think now is also a good time to kind of point out the fact that a lot of these dinosaurs names are named after oil companies. You've got uh, Sinclair oil, you know, Sinclair, that's the name of the family, Roy's last name is Hess, like the oil company BP, like BP oil, Richfield, like Richfield oil. Uh, it's kind of a theme that goes throughout the entire show because obviously the dinosaurs are what is now oil. So it's a funny little, little thing.
0: So, from here, uh, like, gotta describe Mr. uh, Richfield though. Like, he's a huge dinosaur. He's like, he's a
1: huge dinosaur.
0: And he, like, takes up, like, the entire office. Like, he sits behind a desk and there's, like, a hole above his head, right? Where, like, every time he stood up, he's bashed his head through the ceiling or something, it looks like.
1: Yeah. Wikipedia says he's a Stria stri- Striacosaurus.
0: Yeah, I don't even know what that is.
1: I don't know what that is either.
0: Um, so yeah, he tries, he, we find out here that tree pushers get paid $4 an hour. Um, Mr. Richfield eventually scares Earl into uh, quitting his job though, instead of even like talking about a raise. (laughs) Right. And, uh, Earl ends up going home after this conversation.
1: He also, Earl also thanks Richfield for not giving him a raise after quitting.
0: Uh, back of the house, uh, Earl's in the kitchen. Fran gives him a beer from the fridge. Um, we see these like creatures like trying to pop out of the fridge at this point too. And, uh, Fran wants Earl to ask her how um how her day was oh yeah how her day was because she's got something something she's hiding from him
1: she's got a surprise
0: and we find out um she has hatched or not hatched laid an egg there is a new egg there is a new member of this family coming soon
1: there's and this is a big deal
0: yep um Earl does not look happy about it we gotta add that too
1: well no because that's there goes his tv
0: so we probably go to a commercial and come back. Now we have the whole family around stare, staring at this egg. And Earl's wondering how it happened. And uh, he's getting mad about this whole thing because uh, I think, uh, is it Robbie that's talking to him here saying like, well, like uh, now you've got another kid for another- I think it's both of them. Yeah, 18. I think he
1: Earl realizes that he as soon as he was about to get rid of these two kids,
0: uh-huh.
1: this kid's going to be around for another- 18 plus years
0: Earl's like uh, well how do we know this thing's not a dud we've already had three duds before and and uh, that's a joke because uh, there were two that did not hatch but the other one was just Robbie and uh, he's like well we got to hold it up to the light and then he holds it up and you see baby inside of the egg and he's like waving to Carl through the egg which is pretty good. (laughs) and then uh we go back to another scene where baby like back in present time where baby and earl are talking about the story or something like that. Right. Then we go back to earl. Um now he's I this part I I either wasn't paying attention or something but like why is why does he go outside at this point like walking through this like foggy f- forest?
1: Yeah, so basically he just needs like some he, time he, to he, think he, about he, things or Yeah. Because he, he said he wants to kind of like reconnect to his roots because part of like how this whole story started was that this was like dinosaurs used to live in the woods and the forest. And now they they moved inside and started getting married. Basically, they, they domesticated themselves. And so he feels like he needs to get back to his roots of being a dinosaur and not living in a house and wants to just kind of take a walk and, and get his thoughts together.
0: I mean, you got to think that's why they're knocking down these trees, though, right, is to build all these houses for the dinosaurs now.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, I'm sure uh, there's probably an episode and when I said we'll never find out, I didn't mean that we'll probably get an episode where we they'd talk more about that. That's the kind of thing that seems like right for the picking.
0: So Earl's outdoors now a really cool scene too, with like, a, like a foggy like the fog's all coming up on the puppets and everything. It looks cool. Yeah, but he's it like, is, it does. he's walking through the forest. He ends up laying down to go to sleep right on the ground outside. And uh then that same creature from earlier comes back, right? The one that is. The one that they were gonna there. try to eat,
1: yeah. Yeah. What'd
0: what you say his name was Radnik or something? Rizik. Riznik. And Rizik. uh they he they start having a conversation, right?
1: Um, they do, yeah. And basically the creature is like, look, my life is awful. I my tree got knocked down, my family ran away, I'm all alone, I got nothing just eat me just eat me now eat me like you were going to eat me last night I've got nothing else to live for
0: yeah and they're talking about like family and respect and like the food chain and stuff like that and uh, and, and it, I
1: think something that he also that's key here is that the creature is like you know when I like my only joy in life was that when I came home I was the boss when I came home I, I was the king of the castle and that was when I felt the most special and now i don't even have that because i don't have a home or a family to boss around
0: yep he tells uh he tells earl without his family he is completely nothing and uh like travis said the creature wants him to eat him earl ends up picking him up but then letting him go like he he can't do it
1: he's too much of a he's too much of a, a person now too much of a personality to just eat like a like a creature
0: yep and then uh from here earl actually smells something he smells fran's cooking and uh what was the dish? Did you write that down? It was mastodon
1: surprise, mastodon surprise. mastodons and dinosaurs were never on the planet together. But
0: there's I'm a not gonna, uh, I'm not going to push that. <laughs> there's a like tray of food like just <laughs> randomly shows up in the middle of the forest with like four legs
1: sticking out of it.
0: And then uh, uh, Earl tries to go over to get the food, but then like you can see like a rope is attached to the uh, tray, and something is pulling it on the other side away from uh, Earl as he gets closer and closer to it. And uh, it's Fran. She's pulling a rope. She wants him to come home with her.
1: Right. She also mentions he has hippo cake at home. So he needs to, he needs to come out of the woods.
0: Uh, they hold hands. And eventually he uh, walks home with Fran and they go back home. So after this scene, we go back to um, the boss's trailer. Mr. Richardson, is that right? Richfield. Richfield. And, uh... We find out that this uh, creature Rizik is uh, is now the boss's assistant. Somehow he got a job. Uh, he got a job. Working there. And uh, we do find out, too, that um, Earl has been rehired because of Rizik, I guess, and uh, has also been given a raise.
1: Right. Well, he asks for first. He goes in and says, since you fired. Since I quit, can you give, give me severance pay?" He's like, get back to work. Get back to work, Sinclair.
0: So we go back to the house. Um... Fran's there with the egg, and uh, Earl calls uh, Robbie and Char- <clears throat> excuse me, Charlene, and he tells uh, Fran that uh, no matter he, what he's learned um, is no matter how low you are, if you have a family at home, they are always going to be lower than you are.
1: Right. His takeaway was, I'm the boss. Listen, you are, I'm the king.
0: So then the family's all standing around this egg again, and the egg uh, starts to hatch. It starts to open. And baby is born. And then uh, we get the first of the uh, classic lines from baby where he says, uh, I'm the baby, gotta love me. That's one of like three or four lines that are very classic on this show for that baby.
1: Right. We get where's the mama, but not the quintessential, not the mama.
0: Um, Do we know if the baby is a boy or a girl or does it even get brought up? I
1: don't know if it matters. Um, I I, I mean, I guess I always just assumed it was a boy, but... Well, they... I think they maybe they may I don't know I think he does call him a son. Yeah. I'm not sure if he calls him the son here, but
0: okay. I'm
1: pretty sure he's a, it's a male character.
0: Um, Earl's like explaining to the baby that they're dinosaurs and dinosaurs rule the world. And then they look outside and they see uh, a couple of cavemen, and uh, these cave are is that the theme throughout the whole show? Like you, every once in a while they see cavemen and stuff.
1: Yeah, and what the theme? What you'll see too, because what what happens here is they look outside. They see the cave, the caveman, the cave woman. They're making a wheel, and they break the wheel over their head. And while you see this, Carl is talking about how dinosaurs will always rule the world, are at the top of the food chain. There's nothing to worry about. They'll always be on top. And what you see as the show progresses is the the caveman characters. They get like smarter and smarter, oh, okay. smarter. Because um, it's
0: funny though, because this is like the invention of the wheel, and then they just like destroy it a second later. They don't realize what they've invented.
1: Right, right, right. Uh, one thing I did want to mention is that the cave the cave man in this was one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in, oh. in the movie. He was Michelangelo. So. Cool. And both the, both the movies, both the first two movies.
0: But That's pretty much it. That's the first episode of Dinosaurs. It's kind of just a setup to like learn who the characters are and everything. And yeah, Kind of what, we're, what we're getting into.
1: I got distracted by my cat at the beginning. Did you play the theme song? Did you want to play the theme song? Just because we normally play the theme oh, yeah, song yeah, yeah. On, on the first uh, episode.
0: I'll play it right here. So yeah, that's that's the dinosaurs theme song. Um, yeah, no
1: no lyrics or anything, but it is what it is. So well, yeah,
0: you'll you remember it if you watched this show growing up for sure.
1: Yeah. So you didn't? Did you not? Did you not care for this episode, or you just? Kinda, nah, it, it's didn't, like, it didn't do much for me.
0: The first one. I it's just think.
1: it's a lot of setup. That's all. That's kind of what this yeah. was. So. All
0: right. So, uh, Family Matters switch time slots for the dinosaurs premiere this week. It is now on at nine o'clock. This is Family Matters season three, episode twenty four: The Good, The Bad, and The Urkel. Um, It starts off, uh, this is how I like my uh, intros to start off too, where they flow into the episode. But uh, the family's all in the kitchen, they're baking something. It's probably one of those uh, baking episodes again, like uh, where... Lemon torch or whatever. Yeah, but uh, Laura comes in, she's dressed up and has makeup on, and uh, her mom gives her a hard time about it. And Rachel's like okay with it. And then Carl comes in from outside, and he is covered in like black... I don't know if it's dirt or soot or what it is, but he says, "Start to tell." Someone call nine one one. There's about to be a murder. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. And that's our intro. We go to the theme song. We come back. We're right back into the where we were. Family's wondering what happened. Carl um, says that well, I uh, smelled something coming from Doctor Urkel's compost heap, and I went over there and. Uh, Tried to bring it up to Dr. Urkel, and Dr. Urkel suggested that it was he, Carl, was the one that was uh, making this smell. (laughs) The stink. And then Carl called him a little quack, and then Dr. Urkel threw Carl into the compost pile, which is, I guess, why he's all dirty at this point.
1: Right, and the whole family starts making fun of him because because Dr. Urkel is evidently not a very large man and was able to just toss— Toss carl into the uh, the compost pile. yeah i
0: think estelle gives, gives it to him the hardest like well how many like people did it take to throw you in <laughs> yeah. there or something like that. estelle
1: definitely was the was the key here
0: um then we find out that uh after he threw him in the compost pile then he came back at him with a hose and he didn't punch him he said but he kind of like stuck his fist out and it hit uh dr urkel in the face
1: well, he says that he stuck his fist out and, and he and Dr. Urkel ran into Ran into, into it. it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And this is where Steve Urkel arrives. He comes in, calls Carl a bully, and says he's there to defend his family's honor. Uh Carl tells him to go home and Steve says, Revenge will be his.
1: I you know, st- say what you will about Steve Urkel, but that he will he will fight for honor any day of the week he doesn't care how big you are what what the odds are what advantage you might have he he is he is fearless
0: yep um so then we skip probably a few hours it's later that night uh carl is watching a western on tv he ends up falling asleep on the couch and then uh, he goes into a dream where he is kind of dreaming that his life is this Western or set in a Western or something. Yeah, it, it starts, it kind of
1: pans into this Western, and the the uh, sign on this this bar brothel turns into Rachel's. I don't know if this is Rachel's place. It says it's Miss, post-
0: Miss Rachel's place. Miss Rachel's place. Okay. So all the family members are in this dream. Uh, Eddie's a bartender, Richie is seen uh, winning a poker game. Estelle's playing the piano. Uh, Miss Rachel is like the performer at this uh, bar, where she's like coming down the she's stairs. A yeah, and she's like singing a song. All the guys about are going... being a
1: hooker. <laughs> she's just singing a song about being a hooker and how great it is. All, All the John guys Kip are Kip going crazy Kip for her. her.
0: Um, Harriet comes into the tavern at this point. She's looking for the sheriff, who we find out sheriff is Carl. Carl's going to be the sheriff of this story. Right.
1: And Harriet's a school teacher, which is a callback to the Judy and and Laura moment at the beginning.
0: Uh, We see Laura and Judy, they're going to be waitresses in this Western. And then we hear some gunfire, and it's Carl. He comes in and says that he has just shot Doc Urkel and the crowd. Killed him! Killed him! Killed him! And the crowd cheers for him.
1: Let's escalate it quickly.
0: Um, Harriet tells him that he shouldn't have done that. Laura warns him that uh, there's going to be some trouble. Two-Gun Urkel is going to be coming.
1: Two-Gun Urkel, which is Steve.
0: Yep. And uh, man, some man comes in. He warns that Two-Gun Urkel is coming. And then Steve opens the door with this, like, of course, he's, like, in the full cowboy get up with this giant, like, Arby's hat on top of his head.
1: It, rem- it, re- it reminded me of Little Nas X. you got the you got like leather the fringe the whole this is definitely old town road era little nazx uh
0: the hat's too big to even get in the door so i think he ends up crawling under like the swinging doors and uh he is looking for the man that killed his father he wants revenge and uh at this point too he accidentally like shoots down the chandelier from above
1: Well, he does all this fancy gun work where he's like twirling around and flipping it and whatnot. And then, yeah, accidentally discharges and and hits the chandelier and it falls.
0: And this is where he tells Carl that his time has come. Um, Then they go to a quick shot back on the couch. Carl is uh, still still dreaming. And then we come back right into this Western dream, which looks like it's going to be our entire episode for this week. Um, Carl and Steve get into like a little standoff and... uh, Says that uh, he that the doctor that uh, Steve's dad was a public menace. They argue a little bit, end up like threatening each other. Um, there's a good joke. To well, not a good joke, but a, a classic Steve Urkel line where he says like make like a mallard and duck. And then uh, Steve shows off his shooting skills. He uh, there's bottles behind the bar, and Steve like shoots every single one of them with his gun. And then it goes over to Carl. Carl showing off his skills, and he actually like shoots the flame off of like every candle that's up against the stairs.
1: Yeah, it tells Estelle to duck at the piano.
0: And then uh, this is where they agree tomorrow at high noon these two are gonna go at it. It's gonna be a duel to see who is the uh, the victor, I guess. Dun, dun, dun. Um, we go the next day. Um, Carl arrives. Harriet tries to talk him out of it. The clock strikes twelve. Urkel arrives a little late because I think he was in the bathroom or something.
1: He was. There was a line in the bathroom, so he couldn't make it at twelve.
0: And then the two face off. Uh, there's a stare down. They end up uh, drawing their weapons, and Carl shoots Steve right in the chest.
1: K- kills two gun Urkel just like
0: that. Um, Steve took is- out the
1: whole family. He took out the whole family.
0: Two gun Urkel. Steve is uh, in pain. He falls to the ground. Well, no, he doesn't fall to the ground. He's like he's in pain. And ends up walking all the way upstairs so then he can just fall off the balcony onto a (laughs) table.
1: Stumbles up the stairs.
0: Um, I was a little disappointed that I could see the the mat underneath the table when he fell. but I'm okay with it. Um, Before he dies, uh, I think this is where we're at, right? Um, He calls over Laura and asks for a kiss for his last dying wish. That's correct. I, I might have skipped ahead a little bit.
1: Nope. Nope. That's pretty much what happens. Okay. He calls her over and asks for a kiss and she kisses her fingers and
0: touches his head yeah. or something.
1: puts it on his mouth, his uh, lips.
0: Um, Steve calls over Carl and says uh, well, that he doesn't hold a grudge, that he's not going to blame him for any of this that happened. And uh, Steve dies. There he's, he's dead now. No more two gun Urkel. Um, he tells That's everyone it. that he's sorry as he's dying though. Is that what happened? Yeah. 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 Um, everyone ends up leaving the bar, Carl keeps saying, and then Carl goes into like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And he's like waking up saying that he's sorry from this dream.
1: Yeah. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
0: And as he wakes up from his dream, Steve Irk, we're back in the house now, no more Western. Uh, Steve comes in the house, hugs Carl. Um, Carl's excited to see Steve and that he's alive and everything. And then Steve, um, is there to avenge his father. This is like his like real life avenge now. And Carl says uh, that he's going to apologize to his father now. He's going to actually go over to the Urkel house and apologize for all the name calling and punching and all the stuff that happened earlier.
1: I hope that went well. Like I hope that he went over there. Dr. Urkel was receptive because honestly, I don't, it sounds like both of these guys kind of escalated things unnecessarily. So yeah, hopefully... Doctor Urkel was receptive to this this show of you know yep. apology.
0: Before he goes, Carl apologizes to Steve for everything that happened. The two end up hugging. Um and then there's like a, a joke that doesn't make a lot of sense here, but like there's some music that plays, which is like a callback to the dream where like some music was playing and they recognize it. But I don't I didn't like how they brought that into real life but uh no you didn't no, like that i didn't like it but uh, they're trying to like locate where this music is coming from like the, the happy like hugging music and then that's- yeah it
1: was very fourth wall where the like the theme music in both the western and then now at this point you hear it playing and everybody kind of like stops to look around to see where the music is coming from yep. but i
0: didn't mind it i thought it was
1: i mean it was definitely out of character i guess for lack of a better word but it, whatever it was fine
0: yep but that's the end of the show that's uh family matters whatever episode i said good one I like yeah
1: that. it was fine it was
0: yeah. good uh then we got perfect strangers which i i will say i got a text from travis while right after he finished this saying perfect strangers was awful this week or something like that
1: and i was i wrong
0: uh i don't know i think you gave it a little you were a little harsh on it but a little too much credit perfect strangers season six episode 23 this is great balls of fire uh after the theme we get to the chronicle larry is typing Balky uh goes Did over you think it's weird
1: that he had a little side desk that he was like his typewriter he has his perfectly like clean empty large desk and his typewriter is next to him like I almost got the impression that back in that day maybe not everyone had a typewriter so they had to like rent the typewriter oh, to yeah. use Is but, that why
0: you didn't like this episode?
1: No, that's not why.
0: Okay. So Balky goes over, jumps on the desk, tells him the local firehouse needs some volunteers. And before he even like finishes talking, like Larry's like, "I'll do it," and Balky is like upset and surprised. uh, Upset because he wanted to be able, he wanted to have to like convince Larry to do this, and uh, Larry is completely up to doing. I don't know if he mentions why he wants to do it. He does, he does, because he wants.
1: uh, Wainwright has been trying to get him to do a uh, like a uh, community community, story or something. Yeah, so he sees this as his opportunity to do this community story.
0: Okay, so we get right into it. It's the next day now. Uh, we're at the fire department. Um, Larry and Balky are wearing their fire hats, their fire jackets. Full fire hats, yeah. Yep. And Larry Balki said— Balky loves that hat. Yeah, he does. Um, Larry's like, oh, this job's just going to be a piece of cake. We can just sit back and do nothing kind of thing. And then we meet the chief. He slides down the pole, and he rips off the hat off— like, he has to, like, rip the hat off of Balky. Like, Balky doesn't want to give it up. And— He's pretty much like, I hate volunteers. You guys are gonna do this, you're gonna do this, and not touch anything. And this he he's making it seem like this is not gonna be a fun volunteer job. Yeah, he's
1: very bossy.
0: Um, he shows them some of the equipment, he uh shows them like the hoses, and then he shows them this uh brand new like fire extinguisher that's yeah, giant thing being tested out called the Mighty Max, and uh tells them whatever you do, do not touch this. So we know they're going to touch it, but, uh, of course they are. It shows the, he shows them how to carry a hose and a pry bar at the same time and then wants them to walk 40 flights of stairs on these like <sighs> practice stairs that they have set up. Uh, Balky starts doing it like really fast, but Larry's like barely moving on the whole
1: thing. Yeah. I mean, that's what you'd expect.
0: So after a commercial break, we come back. We're now at the apartment. Larry's passed out on the couch, like from all the work that he has He's exhausted.
1: Do. Yeah. Obviously exhausted. Balki, and Balky is not just okay but seems more energetic now than he normally does.
0: Yeah, Balky's like talking about volunteering and how good it is and Larry's saying that he is never going back to that firehouse again. Um he admits that he just wanted to go there for the story and Balky is I mean Balky's excited to go back though.
1: Yeah, he likes the hat, he likes the outfit, he likes everything about it. He, this is he's he's super excited.
0: Uh, I think Balky runs to the back of the apartment for something. There's a knock at the door. It's Jennifer. She heard that uh, her fiancé, like she had to hear this from somebody else, uh, was a volunteer fireman. And we find out that she has always had a fireman fantasy. And she tells him all about this fantasy, which gets him really excited. Um, she jumps on him, too, and like kisses him. But he is now ready to go back and volunteer again.
1: This might be the most like physically affectionate we've seen these two ever. Ever.
0: <laughs> Because, like, she's on top of him on the couch, like, kissing. Yeah, right? she's, yeah. yeah. Um, all it took was that fire hat, I guess, right?
1: I, the Just the idea of it was enough. Uh,
0: Balky comes back in the room. Larry tells him that he's going to go back. And uh, I think, I can't remember. They, they bring back that same, like, joke from the beginning of, like, Balky mad again that he didn't have to convince Larry to go back. Like right, it, right, it was, right. it was done for him kind of thing. It was already,
1: yeah, it was good to go.
0: All right. So now we're back at the fire department. Um, Balky slides down the pole. Larry is like super slow, like scared to slide down the pole. And then the fire alarm goes off. Um, Balky's excited. Cause he's going to get to jump on the truck, but, uh, the chief comes over, tells them that they are not going to be getting on this fire truck. They're going to stay at the fire department. And uh, just make sure everything is okay there.
1: Yep, they—they. I mean, which makes sense. Like they're not trained enough to be able to go on a fire. Yeah, it's like just one be, day they're or gonna be something. dangerous. Yeah.
0: So the crew drives off. Larry says he's gonna go make some coffee. He goes into like the like. Oh, I'm
1: glad you caught that. Keep going. I'm go- glad you caught that. I missed that.
0: He goes into like the little kitchen while Jennifer and Marianne just happen to show up. They come over for a visit to see uh, Bowkey and Larry at the fire department. Really, just because. <laughs> Jennifer's got this fireman fantasy and she wants to see Larry in his outfit.
1: These two are really good at just showing up wherever the guys are for no reason. (laughs) And like, that's not their, like, that's not a cool, you don't just show up places without like a reason. I mean, she's got a reason. I mean, she has a reason, but I don't know. Seems like, seems a little much.
0: Yep. Uh, Larry, I guess he heard them show up. He comes back out of the uh, kitchen wearing his fire gear now. Exactly, exactly what yeah. jennifer wants to see um larry's turning jennifer on with all this like fire stuff she starts kissing him again and then uh balky and marianne go and like play with the fire pole or something and larry's like oh i'll show you the fire pole jennifer and then marianne's he's he's talking about like larry's talking about how like difficult the fire like sliding it's like, like one of the hardest bowls.
1: things to learn yeah
0: yeah and then marianne just slides down no problem and then balky slides down upside down down this fire pole which is pretty ridiculous
1: yeah but i mean that probably be one of the first things i learned how to do too
0: is go upside down on a fire pole yeah yeah
1: yeah pole tricks
0: can you do one at a at like a playground can you go ahead first down the pole?
1: i don't know if we have any that are tall enough around. yeah there's one
0: uh they're like three blocks from my house i want to see this now
1: i mean i'll try it sure
0: uh, so yeah, they go down the pole. Uh, Jennifer's like, oh, I don't want to get in the way. So the two of them are getting ready to leave. She kisses them again. And then the two girls head off.
1: Yep. They're gone.
0: So after they leave, Balky's like, I smell something. Um, I smell smoke. And, uh, they follow it to the kitchen. This, uh, coffee pot that Larry has set up has started to smoke.
1: Yeah. So I'm glad you caught that first part. Cause I missed the part that Larry was making the coffee. And I was like, why is this, coffee pot just left here to catch on fire
0: all right so they're like oh we got to call for help uh, what do we do and Balky literally starts just yelling out help help <sighs> and then uh, Larry goes to the phone to call the fire department but they're at the fire department so Balky just answers the phone and then the two of them are talking back and forth on two phones like Larry calling for help at the fire department and Balky being the one that's trying to help at the fire department
1: this whole bit went on for like 30 seconds longer than need
0: to. <laughs> um they uh grab a fire hose i think at this point and well they do so they grab the
1: fire hose to run in there and put the fire out but it's not connected connected
0: to anything anything. they both have one end of the fire hose they even try to hook it together and then uh balky ends up going over grabbing the coffee pot off the coffee maker and then dumping it onto the coffee maker to put out the fire so it looks like it's all done yep And then uh, they go to, I think Larry goes to make some more coffee. He opens the cabinet up above the coffee maker. And then now there's a fire inside of the cabinets.
1: Yeah, like a smaller actual flaming fire.
0: Yep. So they grab a fire extinguisher. They put it out. And then a very large fire starts in the lower cabinets underneath the coffee maker. And now they're really freaking out. They don't know what to do.
1: But but wait, luckily there is this giant fire extinguisher.
0: Exactly what they were told not to touch. The Mighty Max is in the other room. They uh, push a bunch of buttons, eventually figure out how to turn this thing on, and uh, there are two like megaphone-shaped devices that start just spraying out foam. So they run into the kitchen and start trying to put out this fire, but end up just spraying each other. I'm going to
1: disagree with they trying to put out this fire part. Well, they were they were just f- spraying each other. They no, weren't even trying no, to spray no, no.
0: the fire. Larry is in front. He's trying to spray the fire. Balky is Bal- behind Larry, and is just spraying the back of Larry while they're trying to put this out. That's when it kind of gets into like craziness, and they just start spraying each other for the next like two minutes.
1: Fire's still raging though, by the way.
0: Yep. Um, so yeah, they're just spraying each other, and then they the scene cuts and comes back. And they show Larry and Balky like completely wet foam all over them. Larry says that they did it. They are heroes. They're probably going to get medals. They save the fire station. And then the camera pans out and you see that this kitchen room is about four feet full of foam just everywhere.
1: It's up to the top of the counter. It's ridiculous.
0: Yep. And, uh, After that scene, we go back to the apartment. Uh, Jennifer, Mary Ann, Larry, balky they're all on the couch. They're talking about what happens and just like talking about this article because Larry actually did write an article and it made the paper. And uh, they didn't talk about much about like how much trouble they got. It doesn't seem like they got in any trouble or anything.
1: Except that they got thrown out of the volunteer fire department.
0: Yeah, but... But They uh, did talk about that. (laughs) But I mean, at the same time, they show like larry with a fire hat and we find out that he was able to just purchase it from the chief right
1: oh i think yeah but i think i think the money talks
0: yeah you're probably right because the
1: the chief wouldn't let him buy the whole outfit which is really what larry would have wanted to begin with
0: yeah balky's excited though because uh he's got a hat now and uh yeah the uh the uniform though would have been for the honeymoon is what uh it would have been
1: if they ever get married.
0: If they ever get married, but yeah, that's perfect strangers. Uh how, What do we? Have I'm not. Feel,
1: man, I'm so not feeling the show right now. I feel like last season there was like characters and development. I feel like I've ruined stories. it for you.
0: Like I, I was hating on it for a long time. You
1: have. I don't. Now it's just like one irrelevant thing after another. Yeah. And. And it's stuff that's not just irrelevant to, like, a broader story. It's stuff that's honestly totally re- irrelevant to their life. Like, they're just doing these things. I don't know when they have time to do anything else. Like, when do they have time to do their actual jobs and and other stuff? It, it, it's just, it, it's so far removed from telling a story that it, it it's oh, yeah. annoying. And they started the season so strong with that, like, Two part movie quality, yeah, you know, that was good. Out in L A. episode, and now, ever since then, it's just been like,
0: like they're like, trying to be something that they aren't, or trying to change, like, like it's like that. We had that one episode where it was like the black and white one. Yeah, uh-huh. right? yeah. Yep. It almost seems like they're trying to do like recreate that in every episode, but like they are. The I, modern I agree. Version of it.
1: I agree 100%. It's, it's like they're trying to do classic sitcom yeah, TV yeah, like you would see on I Love Lucy or something like that. And it just doesn't work. And it doesn't work because you've got two really good characters that they're ignoring the fact that these two characters have stories beyond like like broader stories. It's annoying. I, I, I'm really dissatisfied with the show right
0: now. All right. Did you rank them? Or can you rank them? Uh, I, I have mine yeah. ready to go if you're not ready. Go ahead and
1: do yours. And I'll do mine. All
0: right. So I put Full House at four um i don't know I-, I liked aaron but that was about it uh, i put perfect strange at three dinosaurs i didn't love but i put it at two just because it's like the premiere like it's the first episode and then i have family matters at one i really like the western
1: fair enough uh will uh mine's not too different um i've got perfect strangers at four mm-hmm. i've got full house at three um i'm gonna i'm gonna do family matters at two and i, I mean i'm just really excited about dinosaurs i know this is This is just kind of like an intro primer episode, but uh, I was still excited to see it. And it's, it's always, there's
0: gotta be like an entire website dedicated to like the symbolism of dinosaurs, right?
1: The thing is you don't need, you don't need it. Like you don't need, it's pretty straightforward. As an adult,
0: you can't miss it. Like you can't miss it. Okay. Um, Uh, What do we got going on next week? Full.
1: Yeah. So next week is the same as this week. Um, Four episodes, all the same ones. It is full house season four episode 26, which again, our last episode of full house. Is that also
0: the season four uh, finale finale? Yep. Season four
1: finale, uh, our, our last one. So we'll say our goodbyes Uh, dinosaur season one, episode two family matter season two, episode 25. That'll be a series finale. Excuse me. Season finale. Uh, Perfect stranger season six, episode 24, another season finale. Okay. Uh, And that's it.
0: Okay. That's what we got cool uh follow us on all social media at tgifcast thanks again to uh joe for the theme song this week yeah joe was great thank you and uh you can shoot us emails with whatever you want tgifcast at gmail.com
1: sounds like a play anything else steve
0: uh no that's all i got all
1: right man have a good week you got it dude Podcast.